The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an anytime, any place episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 749. Dude, another milestone on the horizon. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Cult Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T coffee.com. Go out to the website, get on the mailing list. Even if you don't need coffee today, you want to do those things because there is always something happening at True Cold Coffee. Always something happening. It's a party of one form or another, and they've got great collaborations. They've got great coffee they have all the time. What's what's the new one called? Art, is it Arctic Blast or Arctic Storm or something like that? Yeah, Arctic Blast, I believe. Was it something like that? Yeah, the one that's like the cold brew coffee that's designed for mm. that. I was going to call it by my traditional name, but I'm like, nah, we'll, we'll go ahead and we'll let that die, you know. <laughs> I, I will I will let that go. That'll be all right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah. So True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T, coffee.com. It's made for metalheads by metalheads. It's a pretty darn fantastic coffee. Um you're not going to find anything else like it. So, you know, go out there and possess yourself a cup today. Mm-hmm. Actually, just um, just yesterday as we speak, uh, Mrs. Snowy, um, we had stopped at Tim's to get the ice brew. As you know, I had to go. I had to go into my Clark Kent job for a couple hours yesterday, Sunday morning. We stopped to to get some coffee because we're Canadian, eh? I've heard and that. Before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I, I got one of their cold brews, and as we're going there, she says to me, you know, we can make that at home. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, all it is is just coffee, whatever flavoring you want, you know, your coffee creamer, and a whole bunch of ice, and I'm like, get the fuck out of here, it's not that easy. I mean, if it's that yeah. easy, you guys could seriously have a lot of fun. Well, sure. 
you know, I mean, for like your living room date nights, that is. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. That's exactly, you know. And then later on, last night, I sat down. We slapped on Airheads. I love that movie. Oh, yes. Yes. Because so a couple, much. A couple weeks ago, I forgot to mention this on my Metal Fix. I bought a copy at, from the good folks at Planet of Sound. Um, yeah. On DVD, like I've got the movie memorized, okay, and but we have the V, and we still have the old VHS down in the um, down in the snowy vaults and all that. Nice. I needed I needed a DVD. I wanted I wanted to see it again, and it's like, oh my god, this movie is still is still the shiznits, man. Oh, it's so funny. Like, it really is, yeah. yeah. And, and I feel I like the really jokes are even laugh, funnier you know? now. Hmm. I think so too, and just all the little characterizations and all that. And I was thinking, this movie's got to be pushing thirty years old already. Believe it or not, does does that seem weird? Well, so like, it's what it was. It ninety two, ninety four, August of ninety four. Okay, that and feels. The movie was. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, as the movie was dying down and. You know, uh, the Ramones, we want the airways is playing over the credits. I did a yeah. bit of Googling and August 94 Airheads came out. And it's the the budget was like $11 million and it only brought in like six. So it tanked. Right. Okay. Which was really too bad. It's like one of the most criminally underrated movies of all time, considering just the um, the cast alone. Okay, would make it a hundred million dollar picture today with oh Brendan Fraser yeah. and and uh, Adam Sandler and like it's just yeah it just it was a fantastic movie just at the wrong time and it just didn't catch the imagination as as great as it was so I'm thinking well, yeah oh, August of next year yeah August of next year thirty years. So next year, dude, how sure. we should do a watch along and we could do an entire episode as well on on the movie and music. I would love to do at that. Least, at least for a discussion. Yeah, because the soundtrack is criminally underrated as well. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I think it'd be fantastic. And do you think it tanked because it came out in 94? Because if you think about yeah. 94, like yeah. that's when, um, who is it? Nirvana would have been at their biggest, and he was about to yeah. probably kill himself, or he may have killed himself by that point, Kirk Cobain. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, grunge was just at an all-time high, alt-rock, and that was a very rock and roll movie. Mm-hmm. Like a very mm-hmm. rock and roll movie. So, I mean, was it just the wrong time for it? Like, if that would have come out in 1989, what do you think it would have done? Um, well, some of the, some of the things would be different, like, um, the music would be different and, uh, like there, there wouldn't be the white zombie cameo or anything. It would be a more eighties band, but I think, yeah, like that, that would have been more suited to the late eighties as opposed to the early nineties. It's just, it's amazing what just a few years can yeah. do. Yeah. 
Really? It can change. It can change everything. Like, even if it was ninety-two, it it may have hit differently. A little bit, maybe, maybe, yeah. No, yeah, but yeah, now it's yeah. so. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yes. There's definitely it's definitely a movie that everyone listening to this needs has, should have already seen it. Hopefully, okay. Or needs to go and find it in some way, shape, or form. I would suggest going and buying the DVD and then the soundtrack. I ain't farting on no snare drum, snare drum, Snowy. That's that's right. That's right. That's right. But for this episode, we do have a lot, a lot going on as we speak. It is Monday. We seem to have gotten into that Monday groove, which. This is a great idea, dude. This was your idea to do things on Mondays and just to turn the, just to, you know, pull the curtain back a bit. It really helps my Monday, my Monday at my Clark Kent job. Dude, I agree. I Mm -hmm. really look forward to doing this on Mondays. Right. Right. Like, this is like the the highlight of the week. It kicks it off and puts it off on a high note. You know? Yeah, I'm with you, dude. For sure. For sure. So, yeah, we're just about. Ready to rock and roll and strut and stroll here. Before we do that, a little bit of um, radioactive metal house cleaning. We want to say hello and happy birthday to Melissa Box and the Metalhead Box. Really good friends of the show. And if you're not too familiar as to what the Metalhead Box is, is it's a subscription service where once a month, the Metalhead Box, okay, they send you... Exactly what it sounds, a box full of like whatever you choose, whatever um, you know, whatever format you choose. Do you want do you do do you want a CD, a vinyl, cassette, and then you'll get a mystery vinyl, a mystery t-shirt, along with pins, signed autographs, t-shirts, flags. Just everything that metalheads love. Every once in every month, they send you a care package, a very metal care package, you know, and you choose death metal, black metal, just straight up metal and all that. So, yeah, yeah, we've known Melissa, we've known Melissa for a while, and our good buddy Ducky from Shit Happens, he's been a subscriber and all that. So yes, the metalhead box turns seven. Today, so happy birthday, metalheadbox.com. I believe everyone, everyone just and this isn't a paid advertisement. This, these are just people that we know that we've hung out with, and they're just great people, and we really love what they do. Yeah, and, and that's really how we roll, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I, I've stated many times that if Manscaped wants to um sponsor us, I will shave my balls live on the air. Um, <laughs> But really, you know, if it's not something that we're not going to use ourselves or that we're not into, we're not going to talk about it. That's right. You know, like I'm not the coffee guy. Snowy is the coffee guy. I am, yeah. And he loves True Coat Coffee, but I love the people at True Coat Coffee. Like I was just um, pinging, (laughs) you know, I'll talk about that in my metal fix because I was texting with, um, you know, True uh, Coffee Bean Oculta. About uh, the Nun Slaughter show, and I uh-huh. shared that with you. So we have to make sure we talk about that here. Yes, up. yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. So once again, happy birthday, 
And as well, happy heavenly birthday, I guess is the um, the internet expression, to one Ronnie James Dio, who would have been 81 years young today. So, yes, yes, as we speak. So, happy birthday to one of the all-time greats. And I've, I've talked about... Um, the um one of our local corporate rock stations okay you know at length about some of the programming and all that especially in the afternoon when you know i'm that's kind of my my entertainment when i'm working unfortunately all i have access to is just an old-fashioned ghetto blaster and listening to you know the airwaves and um one of the things in the afternoon, Miss, Mr. DJ Man likes to do is the big dumb debate. Okay, <laughs> and and sometimes they have really interesting questions and discussion topics that I can really get behind that are music related and really get you thinking and all that. So sometimes it's a lot of fun. Most of the time, it's stupid shit like today. What is your favorite chicken wing flavor? I'm like, oh, fuck, really? I this mean, is what you want to talk about? It's only. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I click. I change the channel to. I change the station as soon as as soon as he announced that because I'm thinking, yeah, it it it's only Ronnie James Dio's birthday today. That's all. And let's let's talk about chicken wings. Let's don't talk about your favorite Dio album or. Like, Dude. you know, Dio related or did you ever see Dio live? Let's not talk about that. No, uh, chicken wings. I'm disappointed. Rather than, um, and, and this is a lot like the post you made on Facebook about the people talking about work at Timmy Ho's. Like, like you're, you're not enough of a smart ass. Like, and maybe this is just a Canadian <laughs> thing. But if they're saying like, hey, let's talk about your ch favorite chicken wing flavor. And you call in and you say, well, you know, one of my favorite flavors is rainbow flavored wings. Like, really? Rainbow flavored wings? Yes. You get them at the man on the silver mountain. Ah, And yes. then you just keep vamping on that. And like, what? The man on the silver mountain? Well, if I can't get them there, um, I get them, um, you know, like I like to, when I get them, when I go diving sometimes, so there's a place near there. Like it's Holy Diver. Yeah. You know. And you just keep keep like making all this the stuff up, and then before you go, well, hey, I'm glad I got to be on the air with you. Long live rock, you know. <laughs> That's right. Like, That's and right. the DJ would have no idea. There's going to be somebody else out there who knows it's Dio's birthday, listening, going, "Oh, holy crap! Oh, this is funny," you know. Mm -hmm. And you had a good time. Just like, you know, when you heard the people talking about work at Timmy House, you totally go over and introduce yourself as Mike from accounting. Or if they're saying things that are kind of nasty, you say, uh, oh, what company is that again? Uh, yeah, um, I'm Mike from HR. Uh, when we get back, we're going to need to talk. We're going to have to have a chat. Yeah. 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 You would have them crapping their pants. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. so have a great time with it. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to write a wrong here. Throw it out. Happy birthday to one Ronnie James Dio, 
Let's uh, get into our mandatory metal segment now. And I figured, you know what? This week, let's uh, let's kind of break out the big guns here, shall we? Um, it doesn't get any more true Cavalt than the legendary Marduk. Their classic album, Those of the Unlight. Let's go with Burn My Coffin.
we've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, I've actually had quite a uh, snowy week since we last spoke, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to do some talking here now. What you got? All right, man. So it has not been a lot, but let's start by talking about what um, Coffee Bean Occulta texted me the other day. And he's like, I get this text. He's like, dude, I don't know how this went unnoticed, but Nunslaughter is coming through for a show and they're playing the late, the local K of C hall. And, you know, what I'm reading, I'm like, wait a second, Nunslaughter's playing KFC. And then I'm like, Oh no, K of C Knights of Columbus. Now, if you're not familiar with the Knights of the Columbus organization, it's a Catholic organization. Oh, wow. So, like I once that hit me, I, you know, I have a sick sense of humor. I think this is the funniest thing I've heard, right? It is because you've got nun slaughter playing at a Catholic hall. Like that's funny, you know. <laughs> yeah how how is that possible? Like I've gone, you know, and it's going to kind of be part of um, our discussion. A little, a, a little later on, but I've I've gone to shows in churches, okay, and I'm thinking it's you know I guess it's a more progressive church, you know, and okay, they're just looking for for whatever, maybe looking for people to sign up for the lack for the lack of a better a uh, better word, but it's not like I I went to see you know a band. Like nun slaughter in a church. How does that? How does that get past the the church board? I know? don't know because the Knights of the uh, Knights of Columbus, that organization, pretty much everybody in it is like in their forties and older. Okay, you know, so these are not going to be people that are progressive typically at this point in their life you know or very musically astute about heavy metal i yeah but i mean the name nunslaughter you think like uh no who approved this no get out of here what are you guys doing you know (laughs) but so i'm joking with um you know cockamino culta and i'm like dude please tell me you're going dressed as a priest you know (laughs) And because because that would just be even funnier. Because mm. if he shows up dressed as a priest, because he's cut his hair lately, so he shows up dressed as a priest at the Nunslaughter show, at the KFC hall, people are going to be referring to him as father all night long. I'm like, oh, yeah. Padre, like, this is great. Rev, rev. Great show you got going on here, you know. <laughs> and I just think it'd be funny. And then, of course, he's being a smart like He's like, nah, I'm going dressed as a fat guy. And um, so then I still have to be a smart aleck. I'm like, oh, you're going as a friar. Brown robes, white rope belt, you know. There we are. (laughs) But, dude, that was like the funniest thing I've heard this week. That's fun. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's just bizarre. Like I said, I've gone to shows in churches, and they're always a good time. And they're great venues. Like, they, they work well. You know, because you have the altar area, which is a nice makeshift stage. Yeah. 
you know, people that have never been in a church, like it, it works really well. And you, you have, you have the pews that, you know, if you, I'm not really, I don't like to sit at shows, but you know, for the people that do, you got lots of seating, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it, it works really well, but it's just, it's just non-slaughter. Really? Oh, I found it really funny. Wow. Wow. But that's, on the other hand, that's so cool. That's so yeah. cool. I got. I have to give the KOC credit. Yeah, you know? I, like if yeah. if they really knew and understood and booked it anyway, like good on them. Mm-hmm. You know, good, good on because I mean, like the Catholic Church is always under fire, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes they've earned it. Sometimes they haven't. You know, <clears throat> like there's quite a few things that have happened where they're under fire. But to be able to be like, nah, we'll take this joke. Let's go for it. Like that's that that that's something. And honestly, like that's that would truly be like you know following Jesus's words, turning the other cheek, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm hoping. But <laughs> moving forward, do you remember? Um, well, you know, I'm a pretty big Steve Harris fan. Mm-hmm. Right, and I've I played a precision bass for years, and I and that's always worked out really well. Being a big, you know, Steve Harris fan, and a year or two ago, um, and I, I believe it's talking about the air, but I bought one of Steve Harris's signature pedals that he uses when he wants to travel light for doing like small shows, like not the maiden fly in fifty tons of gear shows, but when he's doing like club gigs. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because I have an opportunity to use that coming up. Um, I was telling you off air, I got a gig locally playing uh, for a theater show here. Um, our local theater that my son acts at a lot. It's like, hey, we need a bassist for an upcoming musical. I'm like, oh, all right, let's let's see what we got here. So I talked to them, got an audition piece, you know, put it together real quick. And they told me tonight, like, yeah, you got the gig. Come on, get the music. And so I've got to study that. But I was talking about, like, well, you know, how are we going to set up? What are we going to do sound-wise? He's like, well, we're going to put the band back here. And I'm excited because this is going to be a five-piece band. We're going to have drums, xylophone, a pianist, and a, um, a woodwind player in addition to me. And I'm like, okay. So that's a lot of people. I need to have a small rig. And... You know, my if my mom was listening to this right now, she would be just laughing and taunting me because my small rig for years stands as tall as I am. Oh, okay. Um, and now I have a small rig that stands maybe half that tall, <laughs> maybe, maybe a little shorter, but but still, like it, it's you know. It's got a lot of power. It takes a lot of space. He's like, well, he's like, we're thinking about trying to go through the mixing board. We don't know if they're doing sound yet. I'm like, uh, so I, I texted the sound guy. I'm like, hey, I've got a direct box rig we could use. So we're going to, I think we're going to give that a shot. So I'm really excited to try out my Steve Harris rig. And um, and it's honestly, it's perfect for this particular gig. It's got a tuner built in. It, it's designed for being on a dark stage and still being able to see everything. I'm like, this is exactly what I need. So, you know, even when I'm playing um, a musical, I will still be rock and roll. Right on. You know, Excellent. And then 
Do you remember me talking about the Metallica coming to the movie theaters for their live concerts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. This is where you remind me, yeah, yes. uh, about it. Yeah, because this is something I want to check out as well. Well, I sent you the th- the two theaters in Winnipeg, right? <laughs> I, I sent you those because I'm like, okay, like I'm tired of us not talking about it. But I originally was going to go Friday night, but now that I got this gig, I have a gig Friday night. Ah. Um, but we play a matinee show on Sunday. So that means that I'm going to go to the, um, I'm going to go to the Sunday night, the second show now for the Metallica at my local movie theater. Mm. And that's why I sent it to you because they're 815 Winnipeg time at the Scotiabank theater and the Cineplex Odeon. Uh huh. I don't know if those are close to you at all. Uh, close enough. Okay, good. Good. So hopefully, yeah. um, we could we could go see see that show, and we'd be basically going to the Metallica show together. Because yeah. I'd be seeing it at the exact same time here in um, uh, South Carolina. Right on. Sounds good to me. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's my goal. So I so I switched those. I'm excited, and then um, I got a neighbor who was really into Metallica. Well, he's an old neighbor now, but. I was going to text him and see if he could use my ticket for Friday night, since now I can't use that one. Mm. Right, right. This is this is why I hate when when they they announce concerts sometimes like eight months in advance. Oh, it's tough, yeah. You know, because it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm, you know, and you want a good seat, so you you buy a ticket right away. And then, well, what's going to happen eight months from now? Like, you know, heaven forbid, but you could fall down the stairs and break your leg and, you know, or, you know, or you could just just not make the show, or change yeah. a career or something like a lot can happen in eight months. And that that just. We have to stop going to arena shows we have to stop you know supporting Ticketmaster, and we have to tell them okay we're going to start doing this you know the way we want to the paying customer and all that but i am really hoping that because of the latest debacle with the taylor swift show that Ticketmaster is going to be under an insane amount of scrutiny uh, more more than ever before, and I think that um, I think that Taylor Swift commands enough power with what she's been doing because I, I believe that this tour is on track to gross over a billion dollars. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, wow. and and, and wow. dude, and good on her. On her, like, yeah. Um, yeah. John from Iron City Rocks, he took his daughter to see the show, and it. Like I, I love him because he, he goes with his outfit. He's wearing some sort of hat, but he has a shirt that says Swifty Dad. I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's the way to do it, dude. Like that's if you're gonna cool. do it, lean into it, you know. Yeah. Because I've told you, like my dad took me to every show, you know, whether he mm. liked it or not, and I take my kids to see shows, you know. Um, it when when that time comes up, but it, he was telling me he's like, dude, he's like. I've seen, and I can't remember who he listed, but he listed some pretty incredible bands, like known for live shows. He's like, I've seen this, 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 and this. I've never seen anything like what Taylor Swift did. Wow. And I'm like, okay, 
That's saying something, especially in a world where people are resting on their laurels. Right, right. Like, like that's nice to see, you know. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm hoping that that we get some change in that. well, I don't know what to call it. Like, I really feel it's a monopoly, but we need we need some change there, man. Because we need we need, we need a way for musicians to be able to make a better living. But of course, I digress. That's all I got. What's going on with you, man? Um, actually, I I need you to answer a question. Yes. For me, we're both big Godzilla fanatics. Massive, yes. Okay. Um. A little while ago, they announced. Are you familiar with Pluto TV? I talked about that last show, didn't I? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Or were, yeah, we just, yeah. or were we just talking about it? No, no. I guess I. I don't know now. We're we're at the point where. No, you know what? I think I was just texting you about it. I don't think I, I we actually talked about it on the show. But yeah, go oh, ahead. Okay, okay. Well, you're familiar with Pluto TV. Oh yeah. Starting July 1st, they were starting a Godzilla channel. And I've been watching it, and it's wonderful. And you you have it. Yes. Okay, well, come July 1st, midnight, I was right there in front of the TV, because I was really curious as to what that first movie was going to be. Yeah. Nothing. Okay, well, maybe... You don't have Pluto? I, I have Pluto, yes. Oh, but they didn't I, put the I, Godzilla channel in Canada. The Godzilla channel is not available in Canada. Yet. Oh, man. I waited, I waited. Every every day I checked it, two or, I checked the channel, or I, I checked this, the station two or three times, okay, and nothing. I finally sent a Facebook DM, of all things, okay, just to say, okay, what's going on? They got back to me yesterday as we speak and said, well, there's different programming in Canada than in the U.S. And we don't know, we don't have a date for when, you know, the Godzilla channel is going to start. And I'm like, motherfucker. Like, oh, my God. Like, And I made the mistake of telling Mrs. Snowy this before it was, you know, before it was a done deal and it was on our TV, you know, and now it's like, she's bummed. I'm bummed. It's just, ah, uh, what a pisser. Yeah. And, and not to, you know, put salt in the wood, but boy, have I enjoyed it. No doubt. Like, no, no doubt. Anytime I turn on Pluto, there's a Godzilla movie playing. And <laughs> I mean, they're playing everything like the new rebirth of Mothra movies, which I've only ever seen one. Okay. They, they've they've had all three of those up. All monsters attack, uh, destroy all monsters. Um, I, you know, it's funny. I don't think I've seen the fifty four yet. Okay. I don't think I've seen that one. But it just because every time I turn on, it's something different. But it's been great. And I've learned this. I prefer. I've learned that I prefer the um, subtitled movies over the English dubbed. Oh yeah. And not just with Godzilla, but anything. Whenever I'm watching a Jap- Japanese horror film, give me, give me the subtitles. Well, I, I used to prefer, you know, the English dub because I wanted to hear it in English. But and I can't remember what Godzilla film it was where I'm listening to the voices. I'm like, there is no way 
the person they got to be that kid is like a kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and there are times I'm like, there's no way that's what their translation really is. No. I'm like, I, I don't, I think you're taking liberties with this, you know? <laughs> And uh-huh. so, like, when you, when you watch it with, you know, the subtitles, you have to read it, you, you, you get a different movie. And I really enjoy that. Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah, yeah. There is, a, there is this great joke. Do you remember Cheers? Oh, yeah. Obviously. There was a joke where Sam, Sam Malone took some, some bimbo. He, he wanted to take her out to a, to, to a movie. Okay. And he said, oh, there's this great Australian movie, you know, playing at the Cineplex. <laughs> and his, his date goes, oh, no, I don't like subtitles. <laughs> oh, oh, like, okay, that's a joke. Oh, that's a good joke. But I, I could just imagine how many people, you know, would, would, would say the same thing. You know, just without a clue that Australia, I don't know, they speak English there. <laughs> hey, if you've gotten to talk to Australian people or even British people, there are times I question if I speak English. Yeah. <laughs> Listening to the things they're saying, I'm like, oh, that's a totally different command of this language than I use. That's right. They really speak English. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's so much fun, dude. Like the um the one place that I, I um take bass lessons now online that Scott's bass lessons I talk about. The guy who started lives over in Leeds and just the stuff he will say, I'm like, I'm not even sure what's happening right now. You know, it's it's uh-huh. it's great. Cause and and he has an English co host or American co host is what I should say. Mm-hmm. An American <laughs> I almost said English speaking. I really did. Um, <laughs> But he is an American co-host, and the American co-host will stop and be like, "Okay, for our non-English listeners, Scott, uh, can you can you break down what that actually means for the rest of us?" I would be totally stoked and choked too. Yes, yeah, dude, it's great. It's great. Right on, right on, right on. Ah, for my mental fix here, like I said, I had, I definitely had a snowy week. I took in three shows over the past week. You, you'll recall, uh, (laughs) you will recall as we were winding up last week's show, I said, okay, I got to get out of here because a really cool, hard, really cool punk band out of Hamilton was coming through town and that band was one artificial decimation. And it's like I'd never really heard of this band until they um until they announced they were coming through and that's that's on me. Okay. Like this this band is big enough in Canadian punk that I definitely should have. So I made my way down to Bulldogs. Had a great time. Uh just kinda hung with the band a bit at the merch table and Bought bought one of their albums, Big Brother and the Dickheads, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the name title. of the album. Yeah, good title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some of their uh, Seven Inches, great band, had an absolutely fantastic time. That's the way you do it, man. That's how. That's a Monday night. You you know you 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 do your podcast, and then you get the fuck out into the you know into the city nightlife, and you have one hell of a good time. 
a couple days later, a really cool bill came through town. Um, Esquela Grind, as you may recall, um, when their um, when their latest record, Memory Theater, came across my desk, I was so stoked. Oh yeah, this is a this is a band, fantastic grind band, and um, and not not that this matters, but it it's kind of important. Um, Katarina, the vocalist, okay, she's just this little thing, you know, but man. What a wallop, especially on stage. And Esquela just went up there, just killed it for half an hour. It was a fantastic show. And they were nice enough, okay, to let the Acacia Strain and Fit for an Autopsy close their show for them. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so those bands were really good as well. Oh, had had a really great time. It was that was a heck of a lineup, know, man. It was, it was. Yeah, I hadn't seen Acacia in, in quite a while. I don't think, I don't think Fit for an Autopsy had ever been through Winnipeg. And this was before. all with Bulldogs. This was at the Park Theater. Oh, Park Theater. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The artificial dec- decimation um, was at. Uh, that bulldogs yeah yeah so yeah and there's a lot of people there the place was almost packed for a thursday you know but like well that was one hell of a lineup and of course well the support act i mean i was going to this show regardless okay because it was ninja cat it's my show i'm going to it oh yeah yeah you know okay but yeah squella they were definitely the highlight and we had heard Around noon, they were having car troubles in Regina. Oh, no. So, basically, they were already running late. We had to push the show back. When they finally showed up, the plan was, okay, all hands on deck. Get everything unloaded from their their truck and trailer. Get them on stage. So, when they pulled up, there was not only, like, us the stagehands and, you know, and the equipment movers and all that, but crew and band members from the other two bands, there was like 20 people waiting to unload their gear. This was the easiest, quickest unloading (laughs) in recorded music history. (laughs) (laughs) I wish, I wish every gig was like that. But yeah, just done. They play, get them, get get them going. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. Like a chowderhead, though, I forgot my phone in the car. Like after Mrs. Snowy dumped me off and she went about with her evening and all that, I forgot my phone in the car, so I didn't get any pictures of the show but but our good buddy ducky was nice enough to take a picture of me with katarina and all that nice just, man yeah yeah what a fantastic band what a fantastic gal absolutely absolutely fantastic all the way around i know i know what do you say snowy was it fantastic yeah it was. <laughs> <laughs> the following night time bomb pro wrestling was in town this is a um Deathmatch wrestling promotion out of Minneapolis. And what happens when they come through town is they'll have two no ring death matches. Oh, jeez. Okay. I can't get into these. 
And no, <laughs> no, no. And they'll have bands playing. So there'll be a band match, band match. Okay. Doing do the main event was um, one of the bigger names in um, in this deathmatch crap. Okay. One Casanova Valentine, who we had as an interview on our sister program, Wrestling Night in Canada. Because our buddy Ducky just loves this guy. He lives for this deathmatch crap and all that. And I'm, I'm more of a old school pro wrestling fan and all that. But okay, all right. It's a night out with my buddies. As long as I have a couple belts before the show and all that, then okay, I can I can kind of get into this. So it was it was actually a really good time. Uh, local grind band, Human Target, and hardcore band, Trial Time. Played, like I said, Casanova, Valentine. He headlined. His match was the main event. And Badger Briggs was the other match. And she's one of the females that does this death match against men. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's and I'm kind of I'm kind of split on it about women doing this. I'm probably going to talk at more at length. You know, for our listeners of Wrestling Night in Canada, I'm going to talk more at length the next time we get together because I'm all for the, the, the female empowerment. I instilled those values in my punk rock daughter, who's the ultimate feminist, okay? But I don't know. Like, the idea of, you know, the, the male-on-female violence all still doesn't really jive too much in this environment despite being a horror fan and i see so many women you know and all the movies i watch get torn apart and all that but in this environment i'm kind of like ah this 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 isn't good and then there's the old school wrestling part of me that when we they have mixed tag team matches as soon as a male tags out to his partner, the other female has to come in. So being an old schooler, okay, and I have a great time as an old schooler at this at at at, at these matches because you know I'm I've had a couple of drinks, so I'm yelling out crap like, oh, this is garbage. <laughs> you know, Nick Bockwinkle's turning over in his grave. This isn't real wrestling, <laughs> you know. And I get, I get booze, and people give me the finger, and I, I just, I just have a really good time with it. Yeah, and it's just the matches just happen in front of the stage, okay? And they smash each other with fluorescent light bulbs and power yeah. bomb. They Ugh. throw, they, they, they put tacks on the floor, and they power bomb each other into the tacks, and like everyone's bleeding, and it's just. It's just, I don't know, sometimes I think it's just one step up of, you know, Conan-style gladiator sport. Yeah. Uh, It's basically a street fight. It is. It is. Like, there's, apart from the odd body slam and all that, you know. But what I did do to be supportive and all that, I caught up with Badger Briggs at her booth. And I'm not normally one for wrestling merch. Yeah. But I bought bought a t-shirt off. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the next day I was I was out and about hitting the record shops in my Badger Briggs t-shirt. So, yeah, you know what? I, I just uh, I'm still not a hundred percent sold on it, but it looked like she was having a good time. 
you know, and I've spoken to other females that do the that do the death match stuff against men, and they're like, yeah, no, I love it. All right, all right, all right. Uh, as I said, those, you know, those were two very long nights. So the rest of the weekend, I was just kind of kicking back and recovering. But of course, I'm going to hit the record shop. Okay. Um, while I was at at the Esquella show, I did buy a physical copy of the vinyl of, nice. of, of Memory Fever, Mem- Memory Theater. Really cool record, gatefold cover, and all that. Yeah, just buying it directly off her was really fantastic. Um, do you recall? You're a fan of the Stray Cats. Oh, yeah. Okay. I totally forgot. Okay. During their heyday, their third album, Gonna Ball, does that ring a bell to you? Like, okay, Built Built for Speed was the record that put them on the map. Yeah, Built for Speeds is is the record I'm most familiar with. Right, right. Rant and Rave was the second one with Sex and Seventeen and all that. There was a third album that I totally forgot about. Okay, well, I was in old gold vintage vinyl, and I am just, you know, I'm going through the the new arrivals, and I see this Stray Cat record. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So I pick it up. Oh, I'm going to ball. Okay, yeah, yeah. It looked like them from the 80s and all that. I go over the track listing. And it's like, ah, oh, yes, the single from this record. And I felt like a total knob. Rev it up and go was the big, si- well, not the big single and all that. Because this record kind of tanked. Yeah. But when I saw that, it all came rushing back to me. It's like, right. Right, right. So, yeah, I grabbed the third Stray Cats album. Uh, Y&T, um, their, I guess their biggest record was In Rock We Trust. Okay, which I, I which that. I had, Yeah, you know, which I had on, on, on cassette. And I still have that same cassette back in, um, in, uh, down in snowy's down in the snowy vaults but i found a vinyl copy of it in good shape and all that it's like yeah yeah i need i need a vinyl copy of that as well and and justice for all okay that's obviously the third awesome metallica record before they took a nosedive for many years before you know clawing their way back up but their last really, really awesome record, of course, their last 80s record was Unjustice for All. 88. Yeah, yeah. Now, I had that on cassette as soon as as soon as soon it came out. Okay. I ended up, I gave it to one of my dumbass neighbors to listen to and all that. You know, I don't have anything to listen to. You have, like, the Justice album, all of that. Uh, I, I go to get it off them, and their fucking machine had eaten my tape. Oh. You know, so I actually went a number of years without that record at all. You know, listening to it online and all that, but that still, I find I finally found a um, 
a CD, a secondhand CD, you know, and 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 picked it up. Well, the good folks at Planet of Sound had a you know double double album, double disc um, copy. Unfortunately, it was the um, the Blackened Recordings re-release. Oh, gotcha. But finally, yes, after all these years, and I'm holding it above my head right now as we speak to the visual effect of absolutely nobody, but I finally have a Justice for All on vinyl, and I was cranking it last night, and it's a beautiful record. Oh, wow, wow. But, sorry? Well, I was going to say, you, you know what streaming services need to do? Not because, exist. Well, that too. But what you said <laughs> about your neighbor's you know, machine eating your cassette tape, like, I got this feeling in the pit of my stomach because I remember that. You know, and like you mm. have to have the head cleaner because the heads get get like gunked up and it's going to eat the tape. And then you try to salvage it with winding with a pencil and all this sort of stuff. But it was just that sound when it got eaten. And oh, no. for April Fool's Day in 2024, I think every streaming service should put it in an algorithm that just randomly selects tracks for a user and it gives the sound of the cassette being eaten. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I think it'd be hysterical because there'd be like, you know, people our age would be like, holy crap, what? And then we'd get the joke. Then there'd be like young people like, what's going on? <laughs> what's, wh why is my dad laughing at me in the other room while exactly. I'm trying to listen to my Spotify? <laughs> this, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. It'd be so funny, dude. So I grabbed a couple awesome records, but most importantly, vinyl copies finally came in from Punk Canada Volume 2. Okay, I wanted to ask about that, because that's been um, falling all over my Facebook feed lately. What's right, going on? Right, right. Well, because I was um, so stoked when... Um, Copies arrived here in Winnipeg, and I placed my order for it, and I got my order. But what's what's going on is what what the Punk Canada Volume One and Two are are current active punk bands from Canada doing a cover song from a punk band from yesteryear. Oh, that's cool. Shall we say volume two? And this is put out by the great Paul Gott from uh, from Ripcords. Okay, one of the all time legendary punk bands here in Canada. Well, volume two came out, and our good buddies in Shit Happens, okay, has a track um, originally from the Dish Rags because it's a female. The, the Dish Rags back in the day was a female-fronted punk band as well, which shit happens. Our good buddy KK is, you know, she's, this is her gig as well and all that. So, yeah, Volume 2 is finally out. I immediately said to Ducky, bring my copy to, uh, to the Esquela show. I need, I want, and it's absolutely fantastic. It is so cool 
to see them not on the same compilation, not only on the same side of the record, but right before, like this one, we're talking about my, our, our good buddies and shit happens. Yeah. They have their song, Side 2, Song 2, and then right after that is a Dayglo Abortion song. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, when I got when I got home, Mrs. Snowy wanted to look at the record. Yeah, you know, this is Ducky's band, or, you know, and she's she knows who shit happens. I've seen them lots of times. She's going over the track listing, and she's like, oh, my God. They're on the same records as Dayglo Abortion. <laughs> and it's like, can I marry you again? That's awesome, dude. <laughs> that was absolutely awesome. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully sometime down the line we'll get to uh, get to some tracks from these records. I don't know. Maybe we'll just dedicate a show of just me playing, just sitting down on with my turntable and just playing the record and like doing shit in the background. And <laughs> I don't know. You think people would, would, would listen to that? I mean, like when I, when I see the things my kids watch on YouTube right now, probably dude, probably. I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And finally, before we get to some tunes here, I know I've yapped here for a while, but I was in the comic book shop yesterday. Yeah. Okay. And I saw a new comic, issue one. It looks like it's going to be a four-issue miniseries called Dominatrix. Okay, and on the cover is this lovely young lady in a dominatrix outfit with a Indiana Jones-type whip in her hand and all that. And this is actually called Gene Simmons. Dominatrix, written hey. and story by Gene Simmons. Now, I don't know if that's the Gene Simmons, which I'm thinking it has to be because they put his name above the title and on the cover and all that. Well, was there a dollar sign for the S? No. <laughs> no. No. Well, that that would have been that that would have been the giveaway. Well. I just, I just kind of flipped through it, and it's like, okay, uh, even if this isn't like Gene Simmons himself, like the Gene Simmons, I'll I'll give this a, I almost said a spin, but I'll quickly flip through it. It, it looked pretty cool. Fine, I'll pick this up. It's a really cool story where this, this dominatrix, okay, she's gotten involved, you know, with some some bad guys who are in this business of drugs and the drugs seems to give people superpowers. So she ended up having to take this drug to defend herself. And yeah, it's. Uh, sounds like something sounds like a pretty good story. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's pretty raunchy. It's not for the kids, you know, obviously, but you know, it's never stopped me stopped me before so yeah i'm looking forward to issue two i gave the first one you know i went over the first one today and all right all right sounds pretty good let's get on with some tunes here 80s thrashers vendetta are back back big time with a really cool record from massacre records called black as coal Let's get on with the first, what I believe to be the first single 
This is the mighty vendetta with stranglehold of terror.
from the aforementioned album Big Brother and the Dickheads, that is Canadian Punkers Artificial Decimation. Really, really cool stuff. That was Walt Disney was a Nazi. I think that's one wow. of the more bigger. I know, I know. And I like there's a lot, you know, a lot of speculation, a lot of accusation over the years that oh Uncle Walt. It was kind of a racist back then. You know, like, this is not just, here, let's do something shocking. There's rhyme and reason behind this song. And all that. And I know, I know. <laughs> I know. When I first heard that, too, I was like, get the fuck out of here. But, okay, okay. Like, you never know, because, well, how old, when he was young, what what years was that? The 40s? Um, what, no, when the he 50s? was young, he was like the 20s. Oh, okay. Well, who, you know, like... So he would have been coming up in the age of Al Jolson, the jazz singer, and Blackface. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so who really knows what what goes through people's heads from uh, back then? And, of course, had to drop a track. Just to show everyone just how awesome Esquela Grind are once again. From the Memory Theater record, Cliff From the Memory Theater record, that was Cliffhanger. Really, really awesome stuff. Thank you, all those bands and all those wrestlers that made their way to town this week to entertain your cool Uncle Snowy. It's really, really appreciated. And like I said, uh, I needed I needed those two days. I needed the weekend to recover from the week. You know, like people, it's normally it's the other way around. You know, oh, I got to relax on the weekend. It's been a hell of a week and all that. Well, it was the other way around here. So thank you. Speaking of shows. Okay. And a good example of what we're going to be getting into is you can do this with pro wrestling as well. Okay, like if you can fit a ring someplace, or as it proved, as we've shown here in Winnipeg this past weekend, as long as you have a space and that people can crowd around and, and have a good time, you know, you can ply your trade. I've heard of pro wrestling matches in fire halls. Oh, yeah. And. And during the territory days, high school gyms. And you think high school gyms. Well, what kind of, you know, amateur hour is that? No, you can get thousands of people into a high, some, some of those high school gyms in the U.S. Oh, yeah. You know, and when you're in a, you're in a smaller town and that's all there is for entertainment that month, you're going to pack the place. <laughs> okay, unfortunately, the territory days in the pro wrestling world are many years behind us now. But that got me thinking. Over the years, okay, all the years of going to um, rock shows, metal shows, punk shows, whatever. Okay. I've seen some shows in some rather unique areas as well that you know okay you have you have the arena and you have festivals and then 
you know, to bring it down a notch, you have theaters. And then to bring it down a notch again, well, you have clubs. Okay, this year I've been attending a lot of basement shows, which those are a lot of fun. All right. Those, though, are pretty common. Even the basement shows, compared to, like, some of the places where I've seen shows. <laughs> okay. Some places where you wouldn't expect it. First and foremost, like I mentioned during your metal fix, churches. Okay, I've gone to um, not only Christian metal shows inside the church, inside a church, a Christian, couple of Christian rock bands were playing, um, I can't remember who they are because I didn't think I was going to be like off, off the top of my head, but they played what is up here is a, a real famous church that's huge. Thousands of people can fit into this called the Calvary Temple. Oh, okay. Okay, that night, it was a Friday night. I went to this Christian rock show. Death Angel was playing at the old zoo. Oh, that's cool. That that same night. Yeah. So I went to this Christian rock show, had a fantastic time. And of course, the name is going to come to me as soon as the show is over. And as soon as that's done, I motored my ass to uh, to the zoo and caught Death Angel. I really... I found the um, the irony of that was a lot was a lot of fun. So church churches work out really well, and uh, every church show I've gone to, I've had a lot of fun at. And there are some, um, like we 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 haven't had a lot of church gigs here. I know they're more widespread in the U.S. and at. Um, and other parts of the country, but there it's generally not metal bands. It's it's more like a hardcore show, especially if they put on like a Christian hardcore band or whatever on the bill, and 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 all that. And as well, I remember the show at the Denny's. There was a hardcore show at the Denny's in the U.S. a couple years back that ended up getting trashed. That um, Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day ended up helping the promoter out or else he definitely would have lost his shirt. So that that would have been something to see. You know, hey, daddies! I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> that would have been fantastic. <laughs> because I would take my family. I would take my brood. Yeah, we're going to go for Denny's for dinner. Oh, okay, that sounds good. Um, Dad, why aren't we leaving? Um... I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> Another hour later. Are we going now? Not quite. Before you know it, the instruments are being brought in, you know, and then my wife would just look at me and like, oh, you set us up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So that would have been really cool. Um, Here on here in Canada Day on on Canada Day. Okay. In um, one of our areas, I don't, I don't know exactly what you would call it. We're, it's, it's the Osborne Village area, and I guess maybe it's the the New York equivalent of the village. Okay. Okay. And there's on Canada Day, July first. There's always a big celebration. 
Okay, you know, like this the street is just full of um merch booths and food trucks and all just it's it's a party. Okay. Into the music, okay, one of the record shops. I haven't been there in a while. I really need to get there. They had two locations at one time, one one downtown and one here in the village. And what Into the Music would do July 1st, once, you know, the sun started going down and all that, bands would play right outside the, uh, right outside the shop, right there on the sidewalk. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. Especially when it's a grindcore band like Putrescence, who we've played on the show and we've had them on the show and all that. Imagine that. Imagine a brutal grindcore band playing in front of a bunch of, you know, normies trying to celebrate Canada Day as they walk by. Just the fact that it's just a band playing on the sidewalk. Absolutely fantastic. A little down the street, a couple blocks, same thing was um, or is Wild Planet, which is a... um, it's a metal, punk, hard rock uh, merch store. Shirts, posters, flags, stickers, and yeah. some vinyl as well. Okay. What they've done in the past is um, Roman, shout out to our good buddy Roman. He's um, at the side of the building. He's uh, brought in um, uh, small flat trucks or flatbreads, flatbed trailers. And have bands playing right there in his parking lot. Uh, and all that. And I thought, well, this is really cool. Seeing a great hardcore band, you know, playing playing in the parking lot like this is yeah. this is absolutely fantastic. I've seen I've seen pro wrestling matches in the parking lot of of, of sponsoring restaurants as well. You know, just just here in Winnipeg, the the local leagues. And the, that's a lot of fun too, <laughs> you know, because it's just it's just a great environment and it's free. Bring the kids, have a good time. Always a lot of fun. So yeah, parking lots and the sidewalks and all that. I just that was definitely okay. A, so um, I guess fun. that I have more to contribute than I thought, right? Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> I played a gig on a flatbed truck. At a drive. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. What's the story with that? Um, it was probably about the bands. You know, uh, like like some some sort of thing like that. And I I I don't I don't remember how many. Um, I don't remember how long we got to play. I don't remember the details of it. It may have been an actual gig where we got to play a real set. But here's what I do. Okay. I remember that whoever was putting this on did not have sufficient power requirements. Um, (laughs) They, you know, the, the PA was a joke. And the only reason that my band and I could even plug in is because 
my dad made sure that I always traveled with this uh, six outlet extension cord that ro- rolled up, right? It's uh, okay. on a, um, it was like on a reel. And sorry, I can't get to it. And apparently they can't get to it either. Uh, I don't know if you can hear the, the phone ran, but I'll explain after uh-huh. what's going on. There's um, a thing. But uh-huh. Anyway, um, so John Caddick was there from Iron City Rocks, and I remember he was he was helping us with our sound and all that sort of stuff. But we kept blowing the circuit on the extension cord because we're all plugged into it. It's the only thing we had. And like I said, the power requirements are terrible. So he keeps popping the circuit breaker. And he was diving under the trailer to hit the circuit breaker to reset it. Because we play it, all of a sudden the sound goes out. You know, like, okay. like you just hear the guitars stop. I mean, we're still playing, but they just stop. And so he's diving under there to hit that. So yeah, that, that was an interesting night. <laughs> yeah, that was a wild one. Sounds like it. And then, do you guys ever just have like shows in again, like you said, churches? I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, I played a battle of the bands at a church, but it was on a stage. Like, the church actually had a stage, so it didn't seem weird to me until you started kind of going through these things. Um, Okay. But you know, like I, I've played at a church, battle the bands, and and again, played like you know, metal and rock, not not even Christian rock or anything like that. and then, do you guys ever have, like, event halls? Like, here we have the VFW, the Veterans of Foreign War. Right? Mm-hmm. And, or sometimes it's like a church social hall, or like the Masonic temples, things like that. Does anybody ever have shows at those? Like, do you guys um, have something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think they're called Legions up here. There we go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bulldogs used to be a legion. Okay. Actually, oh, actually, yeah. Um, they have happened, and I know they're really commonplace in the hardcore scene in the U.S. You know, the last thir- the last thirty years, I'm still, I'm sure, they still do them. Um, every once in a while, years ago, maybe about ten years ago, one would pop up, you know, here and there. But it, yeah. It, 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 they happened up here, but not as much as I know they they did in the U.S. Yeah, and, and I think like here, if we have four walls, we put on a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that really seems to be the thing. And when I say here, I, I do mean Pennsylvania, because I have no idea what goes on here. here. Um, okay. Although, there was um, a little restaurant here is a tiny little place. It was called Corey's Grilled Cheese and really good grilled cheese sandwiches, by the way. But um, there's like five tables and, you know, that's not a lot of space for anything. And they mm-hmm. used to put on local metal shows at that place. Oh, wow. Yeah, I never got to see one there. The place closed down before I got to see a show there. Uh-huh. They, they used to put on local metal shows there all the time. Um, but in Pennsylvania... There's an industrial park, right? So and I'm assuming Canada has something similar where you... Oh, like, I work in one, yes. Okay. Right, so you know what I'm talking about. You have the industrial park. It's all these, like, corrugated metal warehouses and that sort of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Well, somebody somehow got a hold of one of these warehouses and put up a venue. And for the life of me, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, Millvale Industrial Theater. That's right, because it was in the Millvale Industrial Park. Um, that was the hottest show I have ever played in my life. Hot as in heat? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, the joke was, we were already um, just being smart ox, and we were going to go out and play in our bathrobes. Right? <laughs> And that right was on. because at that time, I think Def Leppard had, um, there was like a guitar magazine where they were in their bathrobes for the shoot, you know, and, and they're like the big, plushy, fancy, you know, spa robes and, and ours weren't right. <laughs> like ours were not that fancy, but, um, under the robes, like we're just in our underwear cause you know, we're in our twenties. We don't give a shit. Right. Um, that show was so hot. We all only played in our underwear by the end of the show. <laughs> and we were pouring sweat off our body. Like uh, my singer um, and, and guitarist, he, he was outside throwing up from heat exhaustion. Wow. Yeah, it was it was a rough one. It was a rough one. It's almost your own Red Hot Chili Pepper story, almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, and the thing is, you know, if, if we thought we could get away with it, it, well, let's put it this way: if it would have helped, we would have played completely naked. But it, I mean, you know, when you're in your boxer shorts, it's really it's not going to make it that much cooler. It's it's not much of a difference, you know. No, no. Like like everything else had already come off. You know, and again, it was the '90s. Anybody that knew us, that was not shocking at all you know it, it it was more shocking when we kept our clothes on there we go you know like whoa like especially especially our singer because he he was he was very well built like, he worked out a lot you know and um <laughs> there was there's one show where he did put the shirt on because the girls would just come up and fondle him when he was singing and and he was very uncomfortable with it Wow. Okay. You know, and, and I I find that funny because, you know, if you walked up and fondled, because I mean, like like they're like fondling his face to his chest, his stomach, like like mm-hmm. touching him all over his his upper torso. If you were to walk up to a woman, if a man was to walk up to a woman and do that. Oh, I would be dragging his out. I'd be dragging his ass out of the building, and he's oh. lucky if the door was open. And most of the women I know would, you know, have, have you know, knocked the guy cold, right? Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. couldn't do that. But it's also funny because there's so many guys are like, "Well, I don't see why that'd be a problem." But if a woman came up and did that to them, like you know, out to my singer, um, it, they just they don't know how to handle it. And and I'm I I don't know I just I, I always find that funny like he was a little freaked out I'm like I've been fondled by so many men and women like at this point mm-hmm. in my life it's just like whatever have at it keep your hands off yeah. my dick we're fine <laughs> you know all right all right fair enough yeah fair fair enough that had me thinking here in Winnipeg there was an yeah. awesome venue downtown it was in the late it was in the mid to late 80s it was the cauldron it was called and basically all the cauldron was was just in one of those old style buildings about the fifth floor okay where there was just a room 
and it wasn't a huge room enough to fit you know 100 people on a real on a really good night yeah and that was it i don't i don't even know if the cauldron was legal <laughs> i don't i don't know if they if they did all the proper paperwork or anything i've never known for it to have been raided you know but there yeah there's some awesome shows shows there so yeah what you were what you were saying about was just you need all you need is four walls yeah you know so sometimes yeah yeah um there was a venue about ah, maybe it didn't last very long about six months or so or so about 10 years ago now here in winnipeg it was it was like one room down a flight of stairs from street street level it was called the grave okay because if something happened okay and you couldn't get everyone out because there was only the one exit and entrance in and out and all that i guess that's that's why they they called it that but it was a good it was a good little venue yeah um even a bigger band like cruel cruel hand played the grave and i thought oh wow this is really cool you know hopefully you know if 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 cruel hand plays here hopefully you know word of mouth gets around and this becomes a pretty cool venue but it really didn't really didn't last too long that's too bad the i don't know about 1992 i don't know if this band is a really made it into the u.s because we have some bands mainstream rock bands like you would have heard of nickelback yes i have heard of nickelback have you heard of theory of a dead man oh yeah oh okay um how about um, The Watchmen? Only the movie. Oh, okay. No, no, no. Well, this this predates the movie, predates the graphic novel that 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 it was based on. When Winnipeg hard rock band The Watchmen, okay, they got signed onto a major label, and they're right before their debut album was released, kind of as a promotional thing. They played a quick gig in the late afternoon on the rooftop of the, one of the local rock stations. Oh, like the Beatles. Like, I guess so. Like, Well, you know what I'm talking about. It's the Beatles, right? The uh, famous rooftop gig? <sighs> no, it's not coming to me. Okay, well, we'll I'm talk sorry. about it, that it, afterwards. It should. I'll mention it, it, def- it definitely should, and I'm going to feel like a knob afterwards, but... But yeah, like, and I've heard of this before, like for promotional reasons, bands going on the rooftop and people just on the street watching and and all that. So yeah, yeah, the Watchmen here in Winnipeg did that, and I made I I made my way made made my way down there, and it's it was an interesting experience. I only saw that just it really only happened the one time up here, but. Bragging rights, bragging rights for the uh, for the band. I'm sure pride is always a big thing up here as well, and I'm sure you know in most U.S. cities as well. Even you know in the southern area, I'm sure there's enough people, you know, in each major center that there's a pride parade. Oh yeah, we have pride parades here, and we even have a chapter of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. Well, yeah. Every year, you know, pride the pride parade 
happens up here. Unfortunately, I did I didn't make it this year because I work um, Sunday mornings, and I in order to but it's only for a couple hours. But in order, I I just I just didn't make it because I forgot in a, you know I to book Sunday off and unfortunately. I just it it just didn't happen. But I always have I always have a good time with the parades because I have I have friends that are lesbians and it's just I want to be supportive. And it's it's just the right thing to do. Remember a couple of years ago, okay, and I can't remember which band it was. Was it Ten Engine X? I'm just thinking out loud now. You probably wouldn't know yeah, that. Never that name yeah um what this rock band was doing is they were playing on the back of a truck as part of the parade it might have been even like a a a small trailer okay and they had their drum set up they had a couple amps and the bass and the and the singer the guitarist of the band played walking alongside of the truck oh that's cool during the parade <laughs> yeah it was that was that was definitely experience i was walking along just basically by myself in my ninja cat t-shirt because like i'm a one-man army okay when i'm when i'm representing you know at the pride parade you know representing ninja cat and all that i should have some radioactive metal t-shirts made up as well and get some of my buddies to next next pride to wear a shirt and we'll just kind of be our own little float for it so i heard you know the rock band you know a couple floats ahead of me going on so i was like okay i gotta check this out so i ran up ahead and i basically walked along with this band as they jammed out you know, going down, you know, Main Street here in, here in Winnipeg. It was definitely, it was definitely something I never forgot. It was That's really cool. cool. Yeah. 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 Um, you will recall, I'm just, I'm going to wrap this up here. We want to get into some tunes here. You will recall um, all of my time at the War on Music Record Shop. 91 Howard Street. 991 Albert Street. Yes, our longtime listener. Listeners will remember all the great stories. That was like 10 years ago now. And you it know, feels like it, just yesterday. Nine, it when does. Pay, it 91 does. Albert Street. It, it doesn't seem that long, but yeah, it was a, it was a long time ago now when I was volunteering with the, with, with the record shop and all that. We were in a building. Okay. The after, okay. Like it, before I came on, it had at various different locations. The last location before I came on had burnt down. I remember that. That, that yeah, that was a real huge thing. And our former co-hostess Elizabeth was involved with the shop at the time, and all that. So yeah, it was a really huge thing. We got the the venue going again. That's that's when I came on. Inside the new venue, it was a um, it was a multi-story building that had various different businesses in it and underground um, 
anarchistic type libraries. Oh wow! A, okay. a vegan, um, a vegan restaurant and cafe downstairs, and at the very top was like a little community center, the Rudolph Rocker Community Center, and it was just a little room. Okay, that you know you could maybe squeeze about fifty people in, but it was it was basically designed. Well, I don't know what it was designed for. It was like a little community center, <laughs> you know. And there was gigs. Gigs would book there. Warren Music booked a couple there. I remember I remember hosting and introducing some of the bands. Mrs. Snowy ran the door. It was a it was a great little venue. I hadn't hadn't heard anything about after Warren Music left, anyone else putting any gigs up in this little space. You know, it's just then that's that's too bad. Like a lot of great memories. Four walls, man. You hit it right on the head with that. Fantastic stuff, fantastic stuff. So that's kind of there there, there are some other things as well. Um I've gone to some festivals, like basically with local acts, you know, out in farm someone's farmland of the 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 guy putting it together his aunt had a farm and oh, she yeah, had I've lots done, of I've space done barn and, shows. yeah 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 so those those were always a lot of fun and yeah just just stuff like that like and I've heard of other festivals that happened out in the woods even unfortunately I didn't make this but like like that's going. Like, talk about Woodstock. How about going a little bit further out in, into the bush? Yeah, you know, that definitely would have made for an interesting festival. So, yeah, yeah, like you said, four walls. And it's kind of a life lesson here. You know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this has have attended unique gigs like this, but more often than not, you know, this would be new territory. Everyone's done the arena and the theater and the club. And my, before we get to some tunes here, like my, my recommendation, dig a little deeper. Someone somewhere is putting on a basement show. Those are always a lot of fun. Well, you know, it's funny. Is you're like, oh, everyone's done the arena. I'm like, no, like I, I, my upbringing was legit the opposite, dude. Like I, I legitimately, like did all those other weird shows, like uh, like fire halls, you know, wedding halls, all banquet halls, all that sort of stuff. And the arena was a big deal for me. Like that was something new. I had never done that, or like my first stadium show, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was the more unique experience, you know, but anyway, oh, right on. back to the Beatles thing for a second. So, oh, okay. Yes. Explain. I'm it, sorry. I should know this. Well, and, and here, here's the deal until the get back documentary came out. I didn't, I, I didn't know much about what was going on with it, but, um, for years, there was this legendary rooftop show that the Beatles played that was their last ever live performance as a band. Right. They, wow, they never, okay. ever did another live performance anywhere. You know, like, I think, 
the records came out and that was it. They disbanded. And, and that was just this legendary thing. Like if you were there, you just happened to see it. It wasn't promoted. They just did it, you know? And during the get back documentary, this rooftop performance is actually all been recorded. Like that's, that's all this footage has this rooftop performance and it blew my mind that anyone's been able to sit on this for so long. And because that, that's, it's been just so legendary, you know, and you get to see like what was going on and the cops coming in and trying to shut them down. And it was, it was cool, you know, it was really, and, and I mean, it, it was interesting to think of because at that point, everybody knew who the Beatles were. Like, I don't know if there's a more famous band in London than the Beatles at that point, right? No, no, the biggest band of all time. Yeah, and they're at, at Abbey Road Studios. So there's nobody more famous than them. And you've got the police that are trying to shut down the Beatles, you know, <laughs> like, like they're a punk rock band, like they're Black Flag, you know? Right. And that's just cool as heck to me. Right on. See, my dad always said, learn something new every day. And I think I just did. Let's learn some tunage here. Um, I want to go back, back into the snowy vaults. Um, grab something from uh, the old new wave of British heavy metal days. Maniacs. Okay, spelled main a a m a i n two capital e's. And then Axe, their heyday was, you know, kind kind of around that time. They put out they put out a really couple cool records. One of them is as Shout It Out. Let's go with I think the first single off that record. This is the Mighty Maniacs with Rock City.
The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday nights on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. Yeah! 
That was the legendary attitude adjustment. And we'd already gone back into the rock and roll vaults for that Maniacs track. So we did something a little a little more recent with 2016's title track, Terrorize. Great stuff, great stuff. Well, my friend, the clock on the wall tell, is telling us it's just about time to bring this crazy train into the station. Um, so we're going to make our way on out of here. To do that, Prosthetic Records has just dropped a uh, new record, the debut record from a really cool um, traditional power metal band, Battleborn, their debut record, Bloodfire Magic Steel. Now this... Prosthetic is known, okay, good good folks, we love them, they love us, but this is not normally their wheelhouse. They, they like to give cool stuff like Pupil Slicer that we played last week, you know, they play some of that intense death and grind and just all sorts of stuff. So to see Battleborn out on Prosthetic and giving them a push, great stuff, let's get behind it let's go with their track blood and fire how can uh, people get a hold of us well dear snowman radioactivemetal.org all the episodes past present and future you can find us anywhere fine podcasts are displayed online downloaded online propagated online no pro- no not propagated procured curated Curated, I like curated. <laughs> iTunes um, or the pod, Apple Podcast app now, whatever they call it. I feel so old some days, you know. <laughs> Cause, cause I, I know. Like when I when I think of like my journey with Apple, and people are like, "Oh, they don't call it that anymore." I'm like, "Yeah, I know," but I called it that for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, when they change it on you, you'll be doing this. That's right. That that's, that's like right. the topic that you want to talk about with with uh, Dad Rock. Um, all the people that are calling stuff Dad Rock, I'm like, I can't wait till they're you know just 10, 20 years older. <laughs> because right. guess what? Now all your music is called Dad Rock. It's mm-hmm. cyclical and it's a bitch. But um, iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever you can find a podcast, you can find us. We're everywhere mm-hmm. at Rap Metal Six 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 on Instagram. RadioactiveMetal.org slash RadMetal. Um, drop us a line, RadMetal666 at gmail.com. And then we are also on Spotify. And the reason you can find us on Spotify is because we are proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. So if you look up Shining Wizards Network on Spotify, you'll find us, you'll find a wrestling in Canada, you'll find mm-hmm. um, the Shining Wizards uh, you're going to find all sorts of fun podcasts. It's a great, great host of podcasts out there and a, just a great group of guys. So I believe that's everything, Snowy. Right on, right on. So in the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been an anytime, anywhere 
which is what she used to say before kids came along, as I recall. Episode. Wow. <laughs> well, that's what the ladies said. And then life kind of kicks in. And then all of a sudden it's not, you know, it's not Tuesday night on the couch anymore. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> exciting episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off.